Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 401, and I'm calling it Getting Started When the Project of Your Home is Overwhelming. So, It's the beginning of the year, and I think it's a great time just to kind of let's talk about that getting started because we might have some new people, but also sometimes it's just good to go back and remind yourself, like, what are the basics? Like, how do I restart or get started or whatever? So anyway, this is a great conversation that I had with Renee, and uh, we talked through just her unique situation and what she wants to do in her home. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Don't forget, if you would like to join us over on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash a sob comes clean and find out how to do that. Okay, here's my conversation. Renee, you are here to talk about your house. I want to hear a little bit first about you. Tell me about you and your unique life situation. Okay. It's just myself and my husband who live here now and we're recently empty nesters. So I still have my kids rooms and a lot of their stuff and I have pets, but that's about it. Okay. So like recent empty nesters as in how recent? Well, both my kids are in college. My daughter graduated in 21, but she came home this summer and brought a lot of stuff. (laughs) Totally understand that. Yes. You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code clean. Okay. So, um, Tell me a little bit about what is working for you at this point. At this point, what I have been doing is I have been trying to do the dishes every night. Okay. At least do that in my kitchen because that does make a huge difference. So I'm not spending all that time cleaning and cleaning and cleaning. So that's really about it. I just don't really, I don't have a schedule. Okay. Well, okay. So what impact have you seen from trying to do the dishes consistently? Well, that I have dishes available yeah. to cook whenever I want to cook and that I don't have to spend that time cleaning up before I want to cook. Right. And so then I think that it's also leading me not to eat out as much, which okay. is a good thing. That's good. That's good. So um, I, I noticed on the notes that I had um, that you're feeling pretty overwhelmed. Is that right? Oh, definitely. 
<laughs> You're pretty, <laughs> pretty overwhelmed. You've been, um, listening for a while. How long have you been listening to the podcast? Would you say? Oh, probably about a year and a half. Okay. And what makes you identify with it? Because, um, just the other people that I hear talking, you know, it's the same type of situations, Mm -hmm. you know, well, a lot of it is where do you start? And it's just getting started. Yeah. How long did it take you to embrace the dish habit? I think I started it in the springtime. It probably took after listening nine months. Okay. What, what do you think was holding you back? This is not criticism in any way. Oh, no, I just, no, 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 I, I no. I think just it's doing it, just doing yeah. it, just taking that first step. Okay. You know, to be do honest. You, do you think you were held back because it was overwhelming? Were you held back because you weren't convinced or what do you think? Oh, no, I think I held back because it's just overwhelming. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I'm the only person that does it. Yeah. So. Are you getting, do you feel like you're gaining any momentum? Is it getting easier the more that you do the dishes? Oh, yes, 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 okay. definitely. Yeah. Okay. And has this always been a uh, a struggle or has it been something that has kind of come up or gotten worse? Well, no, I'd say it's gotten worse. Okay. I don't think it was a struggle 20 years ago, but okay. in the last 10 years, definitely. Okay. And I also work too full time. So, right. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So anything else that you've given a try, even if it hasn't been consistent, anything else that you've listened to in the podcasts or read in the books or anything like that, that you've been like, okay, I'll try this. Yeah. Um, finding a home for things okay, because that has worked to an extent. Okay. Yes. As long as everything gets put back. But if I see that it's not there, say scissors, right. You know, then I'm, you know, people seem to take those and put them wherever, then I'm putting them back so that then I can find them. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So ask me some of your questions. What are you wanting to talk about today? How do you stay motivated? Well, and not feel overwhelmed, you know, with everything, you know, because I'm the kind of person that if you told me what to do, I would just do it, but I don't, that's not how it's going to (laughs) work. Right. Okay. (laughs) So I have to say, I have the notes from Jennifer who did Mm -hmm. your call. She says you have all the books and you haven't read them. Right. Okay. (laughs) I cannot lie. No, I I am all about the not lying. I think that's how I built this whole thing that I do is I'm like, I can't, I can't lie either. So I get it. Like, I totally get it. I mean, I have bought aspirational books before myself and I'm like, I felt like buying the book was going to be the thing. Yeah. But then if I don't read it, then it didn't, wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Right. So have you considered audio doing the audiobooks? And the reason I say this is you just told me, if you tell me what to do, then I'll know what to do. Right. Right. So, and that's what the podcasts are and I get it, but the books themselves like lay it out, do mm-hmm. this first and then that, you know? So um, do you have the audiobooks? I don't, okay. I don't. And that is something, um, well, I could, I need to go to the library if I didn't want to purchase them to right. check them out there, but I have to renew my, my library card. So that's the step there. I totally, I totally get it. Like I, I do, but it can be, and, and I'm not saying like, that's the answer because it's oh, not, right, right, you know, right. we're going to no. talk about other things, but I'm just saying like, I'm, what I'm hearing is a lot of like, 
you're overwhelmed and it's, you're thinking ahead to, if I only knew this, if I only could do this, if I just knew what to do versus, okay, so what can you actually do right now? Well, one thing is to listen to the book, you know, I mean, like that would be something, you know, and I would recommend how to manage your home without losing your mind or organizing for the rest of us when you're just completely overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I just need to, you know, get going. But aside from that, Um, how do you stay motivated and not feel overwhelmed? Well, I think that's the thing is instead of looking at all the stuff that you have to do, look at, okay, what can I do right now in this exact moment? Okay. Like without anything else to do before I do that. Okay. So like it might be, and and that's where the five-step decluttering process comes in. Okay. So that right there is the key. Okay. Is, is the key to saying, all right, I can't do everything. There is so much. So what can I do right now? So trash is the first step, right? So you grab a black trash bag. Do you already have black trash bags at home? No. Okay. So what, what would you put your trash in? Oh, well I have trash bags, but they're white. (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. So that can be, you know, maybe it's getting on Amazon or getting in your, you know, grocery order app or whatever, and just putting it in the thing. Like sometimes that's like the thing that I need because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need to do something right now because what I tend to find is when I get overwhelmed like that, I think here I, I can list off 16 different things that need to be done, but right now I'm working right now. I'm yes. I need to make dinner, but right now I you know, have all these other things that need to be done. I can't do any of that. And that's where I start to feel overwhelmed and helpless. Like there is no hope. I can't get this moving. So it's like, okay, what can I actually do right now? Well, maybe it's get the black trash bags. Not that you have to have black trash bags because you can use the white ones. You can use those. You can use, do you have any, um, grocery sacks that you've hand that you've. Yes. Yes. Or sometimes, Mm -hmm. uh, shopping bags, you know, like shopping Mm -hmm. bags that, a lot of times those are a little thicker. And the, the, the reason for the black trash bag is that you're going to put stuff in it and not be able to second guess yourself because it's out of sight mm-hmm. at that point. Like where the white gotcha. trash bag, you can see through it. But if all you have is a white trash bag, then use the white trash bag. You know what I mean? Like, so right. make sure that you're like, hey, it, is the thing that's stopping me something that is truly stopping me? Or is it just contributing to feeling me feeling overwhelmed? you know, and what, what could I do in this time, even though it's like, really, is that going to make a dent, but you've experienced that doing the dishes makes other things in life easier. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, let me just try a few of these things. So as far as staying motivated, I think it feels like that's something that you need to take off of your worries and say, because you, you had two words in here, you had motivation, which is a big, scary, overwhelming concept, right? Like, right. I haven't had this before. I've tried different things before it never lasted. So I assume it's going to fail again. You know, like that, that those kinds of things will come in my brain. And then you have the, the word overwhelmed, which is the right now, this is stopping me from being able to move forward. So let's separate those two things and say, I'm not going to worry about motivation for right now. I am going to acknowledge that I listened to this crazy ladies podcast you know, I, I'm in her, um, private Facebook group, which means that you have committed financially, right. To being part of this group, to being a kindred spirit. So 
you've done that. All right. That is something. And those things will mean that you do have motivation. Like, do you ever feel like, why am I not motivated? Do you ever feel that way? Um, no, not really. That's good. So you've, you've got some motivations. Let's take that out. And let's just say, what can I do right now to get going with the overwhelm, to get past this overwhelm? Because then as I see progress, then I'm going, that is what's going to motivate me. Okay. So instead of worrying about how I'm going to be motivated, let me just deal with how do I break through and do something right now? So ideally it would be starting in the most visible space, or you could start wherever you are, wherever, you know, it it doesn't matter, but take a picture and start throwing away trash in whatever you have to throw away trash in right now, Mm -hmm. throw away trash. And then after five minutes, take another picture because that's going to give you actual proof that five minutes makes an impact where as long as ahead of time, you're trying to think, okay, really five minutes is like when, when I look at this overall mess and I think this is going to take me, I mean, I'm just talking here. I'm just, you know, making stuff up, but like, if if I look at a mess and I think this is going to take me probably three weekends to even really actually do anything here. I don't have three weekends. What is the point of even trying? Like, and when I think three weekends, then in my mind, five minutes is like, that's nothing. Well, five minutes isn't nothing. It's five minutes. So if you take the picture beforehand, set the timer for five minutes, take a picture after five minutes and prove to yourself that five minutes of throwing away trash has an impact. And then that realization is the thing that will help you be motivated. And then that will help you be less overwhelmed the next time. Say, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to try it again. And it's like, I'm just going to do this right now. And every time I do that, then it perpetuates that motivation. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Because actually I also joined take your house back. Mm -hmm. And this person had posted, I think just last night and they had done the five minute pictures Mm -hmm. and then you could see the difference. Yeah. Well, and and I think too, it's that low stakes thing Yeah. Uh, because when you're overwhelmed by the mess, it doesn't feel low stakes. It feels like I can't believe I'm dealing with this. I can't believe there's so much to do, but when you give yourself permission to just say, I'm going to take a picture after five minutes, then it's like, oh, well, I can, I can do five minutes, even if it's to prove somebody wrong, you know, like, even if it's just to see if this works, I'm not even saying, look at all the progress I'm going to make in five minutes. I'm just saying, I'm just experimenting here, but five minutes really does make a difference. Oh yeah. 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 No. It's just a lot is paper. Yeah. So when you say the trash bag. <laughs> okay. So take paper out of the equation for getting started. Okay. And say, I, paper is overwhelming to me. Paper is decisions. Paper is exactly. all this. Like it, it's, it's going to be daunting. Okay. Then I'm going to take five minutes to throw away trash. That's not paper. Like the most okay. obvious because here's the thing. When I say trash, I'm talking about obvious trash that requires no decisions or analysis. Mm-hmm. All right? right. In your mind, the paper's all going to require decisions and analysis. So let me take five minutes to throw away 
other kinds of trash that don't require decisions and analysis. The, the more that you do that, the better you get at it. And the more you start to realize, oh, I bet you there's some paper here, which doesn't require decisions and analysis, but we're not going to worry about that right now. You're going to build to that point. It just so doing the the right now thing is key. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. So what's another question you want to talk about? Well, how do you provide loving guidance to your spouse and children, even though they're adult children? I know. I don't know if you've listened lately, but I've been like, Uh my adult children, even though like I just had one who is turning 19 today, you know, so it's like, what do I call them now? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Have you figured it out? 
I have not figured it out. (laughs) It's almost like when they were teenagers, it was almost easier because you can say teenagers and that's fine. But when you say adult children, then it's like, they don't, yeah, they don't want to be considered children in any way, you know, at this, at this stage. So, okay. So let's talk about that. Um, the number one thing I will say is let's focus on the first stuff we talked about before we focus on this, Yeah, you know, and and I think again, it's that looking ahead to, if I'm going to do this, it's going to mean I'm going to have to teach my family as well. Right. And yet that's not something you can do right now. Like it's, you need to practice and feel more confident and see success and all that kind of stuff before you ever get to the point where you'll be ready to teach them. You know what I mean? And the other thing too, is to realize that you breaking through your own feelings of being overwhelmed, you making real visible progress is going to be teaching them before you ever actually say any words like here, let me show you how to do something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, but that means focusing on your stuff and neutral stuff and just saying, okay, because that's the thing too, is when there's so much and you know, there's going to be challenges of trying to help people through their own attachments to things. When you've got your own attachments to things, it's again, looking ahead instead of looking right now and saying, I am going to only work on, focus on, think about, do the things that I completely am able to do. No, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Because, well, really it's, I got to do what I need to do for myself and then get that going. So then that makes sense. Well, and for me, that was my story. I mean, I, it was so easy for me to see all the ways that I had failed my family, you know, like that I, things I hadn't taught my kids thing, you know, I could, I could really think on that. I could see all of their clutter and their clutter issues, but I started by just worrying about my own stuff because I was in a situation where I hadn't even told my family what I was doing, you know, but I would just focus on my own stuff. And then I started to understand it more because here's, here's what I think you're hearing things because you listen to the podcast, you're involved in the groups and you look at what all there is to be done. You're overwhelmed by that. Mm -hmm. So it's like the real understanding is not going to come through the hearing. It's going to come through the trying through the applying. Like you'll, if you try one small thing, then you're going to be like, Oh, that's what all these people were saying or, or whatever in the groups, you know, like, so going ahead and doing those small things, then you'll, you'll see the impact of that. So, um, but as far as like providing loving guidance, I mean, the number one thing is to worry about your stuff first. Um, Mm -hmm. let them see you struggle, you know, like work through it when they see you work through it. That is, I mean, that's, that's loving guidance. You know what I mean? Instead of saying it in words, pretending like it's easy. It's not easy. And you know that, and that's what makes it hard because you're like, Oh, I feel like I need to explain something to him, but it's hard for me too. But you working through, even when it's hard is the thing that's going to really impact the other people around you. Well, and I think what makes it hard is my husband and my daughter, they can easily just get rid of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
but I don't want to get rid of it. Do you know? Because she like brought home all of her dishes because her current roommate has everything for their house. Mm-hmm. Well, their answer is, oh, you can just get rid of what I brought back home because we don't need it right now. But, you know, that I think that makes it hard, too, because then you may have to repurchase it. You might. And it's going to be okay, you know, because it'll be her that she has made that decision. Yeah. And she might have to repurchase or let's be honest, maybe you'll have some, you'll be ready to give to her. (laughs) (laughs) True, true, true. Or if she brought that home and you can't possibly get rid of it because it's newer, nicer stuff. Well, then maybe you replace some of the stuff that you have and you say, okay, I'm going to use this for a Mm. while. And then when she needs it again, she can either have it back or buy something new or, you know, she can have it back and I'll buy myself something new. I don't know, but that makes sense. Yeah. And I think I I understand that it's like, wait a minute. I I struggle sometimes. My daughter is like, she's pretty ruthless. I mean, it's not like she doesn't struggle with any of the clutter, but, but she, she'll just be like, no, uh, no, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And I'm like, what? You know? And I think, no, I, I have my own issues that I've struggled with. And if she's not going to struggle with that, I'm like, okay, I'm going to let her let it go. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You know? Okay. What else would you like to talk about? Okay. Um, well, you know, our list helpful because I'm a list person, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Well, let me ask you, are lists helpful for you? Well, they are in my work life, but I don't know in this instance, because I've made plenty of lists of what I need to do, but then I never started. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, in general here, here's yeah. Have you listened to the podcast where I talk about project brain? Is it recent? No, probably. I don't, I don't know. I always talk about all this stuff all the time, but, um, but that's also in how to manage your home without losing your mind. I talk about project brain and it is likely that maybe you have project brain as well. That's one of my big struggles. And that is, you know, in a work situation, I am successful because mm-hmm. I can tackle a project. You know, I can see what needs to be done, execute it, evaluate it, all of that kind of stuff. That's where I feel successful. And that's, you know, list making in a lot of ways. You know, it's like, let right. me figure out, let me break down the project, figure out what needs to be done, execute it, and then evaluate it and be done, finish it. But so a big part of my issue was that I would say, okay, this is how I'm successful in other areas of my life. And then I would look at my house and in my house, I was not successful at all. And I was like, what is wrong? How is it that I can be successful doing these other things? But my house is such a struggle for me when it seems like it's so easy for other people. And so what I would do is I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to tackle my house the way that I tackle other things where I'm successful. Right. So when you ask about lists, my guess is that you're asking about lists because you've tried it and it should have worked, but it didn't work. Right. That why you yes. asked that question? Right. Yes, that's why. Right. <laughs> so for me, it, the other thing you said was I make these lists and then I never start them, but it works at work. Well, that's because I, for me, I would spend so much time trying to figure out ahead of time what it was mm-hmm. that was going to change my house. Like I would try to analyze it the way that I could analyze other things, but I would 
and try to look at my house and go, okay, this is what it's going to take. And one of the big things that that did for me was me trying to estimate how much time something was going to take, you know, and I would say, okay, this mess that is in this room, um, I think this would take me four days because on the first day I would do this. And on the second day I would do this. And on the third day I would do this. And on the fourth day, then I would have four days. Okay. And I would have it all planned out and I would have it all thought out. Well, then I would look at my calendar and think, when do I have four days? Like when, when do I have four days? I work, I've got all these responsibilities. And when I do have four days off, you know what I don't want to do? Declutter. You know I mean? Like, and so then I would have four days where I could work on it. And then I still wouldn't. And meanwhile, I wasn't doing anything right. Like I had a huge plan of if everything went perfectly, this room would look amazing, but that was all in theory. And so as long as I was treating my house that way and trying to tackle it in that way, I was not actually making any impact because the other thing would, that would happen is I would think I had four days or I would think, okay, I'm going to try to get this done in the two days that I do have. And I would get in there, but everything I was doing was done in a way where I was counting on having all four days. Like, you know, I would pull everything out of a space or I would sort into a whole bunch of piles or whatever. And it's like, okay, this is just the first step. This is the first step, right? Okay. Well, then life would happen or I would be like, yeah, this is the worst and I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't have to do it, you know? And I would step away and then it was worse than it was before, right? Because what used to sort of kind of be in a place where I knew where it was, now it's all spread out everywhere and it looks, you know, it's just disastrous. And so then it would, the next time I was estimating a project, I would add two more days onto it. Cause I'm like, well, it didn't work last time when I thought it was going to take four days. So I guess it must take six days or whatever, you know? And so it's like all of those things, all of this planning, all of this tackling, all of this list making, I wasn't actually doing anything. And so instead, when I came to this point of like, I don't know, I, you know, and I was figuring things out, what I figured out that did work was accomplishing all the way teeny tiny little things. So instead of big plans, instead saying, what can I do in this exact moment right here and do all the way, which might just be taking the, I don't know, the, the dishes that have ended up on my desk, you know, I'm sitting here looking at them right now as we're talking (laughs) from my lunch today, but like taking these things and going and putting them away, you know, and it's like, even though that's like, really, is that what I'm going to do with my time when there's so much that needs to be done? And yet if I will just do that, this space looks so much better. It's less overwhelming. I am more likely to then come back the next time and be like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit more and a little bit more, but it's like accomplishing. It's that whole decluttering without making a bigger mess, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, I know you've heard me talk about on the podcast, like that is, that's what it is. It's one item at a time completed all the way. And then that is the way that ultimately my house changed where when I would think of it as the whole project and make the big elaborate lists and the big elaborate plans, nothing happened. Or if I tried to make it happen, it backfired and it was a disaster. But when I said, okay, I'm going to do small things 
all the way. And then I can do another small thing all the way and another small thing all the way. That's when I started to gain actual real traction and momentum because once it was done, it was done. You know, where not the dishes aren't going to show up on my desk again tomorrow when I eat lunch here or whatever, you know, mm. but it's not going to be a pile of dishes where, you know, before I would have been like, oh, what's the point of doing that? So then it sits there. And then the next day there, it adds to it. And I'm like, what's the point of doing that? It's just, you know, and then the next day and the next day. And then all of a sudden I've got like, where are all the dishes in my kitchen? Oh, they're all on this thing. And it's this hugely overwhelming task, you know? So it's that really seeing the power of those small little things. So I feel like, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like I'm probably disappointing you. Like, you know, we're having, no, 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 but everything you're saying is exactly what I've done. It's just like, I would start a big project and then I have a pile of say clothes that I've gone through, but then I never finish. So then now in my bedroom, there's this big pile of clothes but I never finished, right. You know, putting them away or I want to add to it. So it would just be easier to do smaller things and not the whole closet at once. Right. Exactly. And the reason I say, I feel like I'm disappointing you is that it's like, you want to know, how do I fix my house? Mm -hmm. And in reality, the answer is not fixing your house. The answer is finishing dealing with the desk, you know, or even finishing dealing with just the trash on the desk and then just the easy stuff that already has an established home somewhere else, taking those things, you know, that's where the actual answer is. It's in those little small things done again and again and again, but when they're really done, then they're done. So like the, the issue with the pile of clothes is that because I've had many piles of clothes, you know, so I totally understand But when you go back, you're not going to be able to pick up where you left off because you're going to have to remember Mm -hmm. what exactly it was that you decided about these different things before, which pile was, which was there a pile of mending and a pile of donate and a pile of which pile was, which, and then you find yourself going back through and redoing that work, which is where the frustration is. Right. Right. Yeah. So instead of making a pile that felt like it was accomplishing a lot because it might've been 30 pieces of clothing, if you took out five pieces of clothing, made final decisions, acted on those decisions so that you never have to think about them again, you've actually made more progress. Right. right? Oh yeah. No. Yes, yeah. definitely. So I, th- I, it's that, it's that switching that mentality, which is the hardest thing. It is. Yeah. But the way that you do it, like we talked about in your first question, how do you stay motivated and not feel overwhelmed? The way that you do it is to do a small thing and experience that success. Yeah. And then do one more small thing and experience that success. And then after you've done 20 small things and experience that success, that's when you start to go, oh, I'm starting to get it now. Okay. I'm starting. I'm starting to see how this is more powerful than big plans are. But until you experience that, it's, it's hard. I mean, I I still struggle with, I'm like, no, I want to make the big plan. I'm good at big plans. Okay. (laughs) Good at making big things happen, but it's those. And that's what I used to say. I was like, I can, I was so organized when I would direct plays. Like I 
was like, I had the notebook and everybody knew exactly where they were supposed to be and when, and it was all planned out. And so I was like, I would, that's one of those little things I would say, I'm like, I can organize big things. I just can't organize the little day to day little things. And that was because I was trying to treat them in the same way where it's not a big project. It's, it's little things just have to be dealt with all the way. Right. So, oh no, that makes sense. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Anything else you want to talk about? Mm, that's pretty much it. I mean, the main reason I listen to the podcast is because you're of your honesty. I like that. And that's, that's really about it. Well, I did want to go back because you, you know, I have it highlighted on my list here. Our lists helpful. Uh-huh. They can absolutely be helpful. Like when I'm tackling something that is a project and I need to remember all the details, absolutely lists are helpful, but the day-to-day stuff, it's important to me to have it boiled down so far that I don't even need a list. Do you know what I mean? Like, because that means I don't have any reason to not just go ahead and do the dishes because if I have to make a list that includes doing the dishes first, I can get caught up in the list or I can use up all my time, my energy, my focus on the list and never have done the dishes, which means my house is not better off. So as far as the daily stuff, it's better for me to have it boiled down to the point where I don't have a list, but I'm not saying lists aren't helpful. They are helpful in project type situations, but your house is not a project. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And, And so many times a list is like, I, you know, I've heard people talk about, Oh, you know, you get the same feeling in your brain when you check, when you write something on a list as you do when you actually do it. And I'm like, that's great. And I don't know if that's scientifically true, if that's just what I interpreted from what someone said, but I'm like, that's great. Except that my house is not any better off. And so it's like, if I'm feeling accomplished for having put it on a list and then my house doesn't look any better. No, then I, I, it's better for me to not have the list. You know what I mean? Like, it's better for me to just go ahead and do small things in my house. So. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I think that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I didn't, we didn't talk about that. I said, I'm a hoarder. I don't know if it's necessarily that I'm hoarder, but I think it's more, everything is personal mm-hmm. to me than anything. So yeah, I was going to move past that. Well, you, you don't have to move past it. Like I want to acknowledge that you feel very attached to your stuff. I mean, like, you know, the answer is not to say, oh, get over it. I mean, there are things in my life where I have to tell myself to get over something, 
but I'm not going to tell you that on this, but what I am going to tell you is that you can make progress even though you feel attached to stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's where the five-step decluttering process, which send me an email and I'll send you the, the link to it, but anybody can, um, download the printable of it. If you subscribe to my newsletter at a slob comes clean.com slash five F I V E that's where this process, it, it takes the emotions out of it and it lets you make progress without using emotions, but acknowledging the emotions. Okay. So for example, you know, trash, when I'm saying trash, I'm not trying to trick you into admitting that something is trash that you think is valuable. Like that's not what we're talking about. I'm literally talking about what you see as trash. Okay. And if you can't see any trash after you've truly looked at individual items, move to the next step. Like, you know, we're not, we're not going to go, what's wrong? Why can't you admit that this is trash? That's not the process here, right? Like we don't do that. Instead, move on to the next step. Is there anything here that does already have a home that you don't have to think about? You just know what the home is and let's get it out of here. Okay. That is going to reduce what's in this space for you to deal with and kind of clear out anything that doesn't need to actually be thought about in any way. Okay. Because it's already done. And then is there anything here that you meant to donate that you already is obvious to you that it needs to be a donated. Okay. Get that out. All right. And then when you get to this point, then we have the two decluttering questions, which the first one is if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? Okay. This is going to lead you through dealing with this item, acting on this item, even though you have attachment to it and you maybe feel like you should. Okay. But all we're going to say is if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? And then whatever that place is, take it there right now. When you take it there right now, then you are forced to accept reality. Either there's no space for it. And so something needs to leave that space to make the space for it. Ideally, either trash or obvious donations, duh, clutter. Okay. And remove that so that you have the space for it in that place. Okay. The other thing that happens, sometimes you get to this place and you're like, there is no room for it. I can't get rid of anything else. Okay. Then I have to make a decision because it has to have a home. If I want my house to be under control, things have to have a home. So this item has to have a home, but I'm not willing to get rid of anything to keep it. So it has to go. So it's like, I am never saying that this item is not wonderful, valuable, full of memories, useful. We're not even considering that we're purely going on. What is there space for? Okay. And then that that's, what's going to help you start to make that momentum. Cause you're getting rid of something because at this point, my assumption, I mean, you know, we're not diagnosing porting or anything here, but for you to say whether you were saying it like super seriously, or just like, I really worry that this is an issue, but I don't know anyway, but for you to say you're a hoarder means that, you know, you've got to get rid of some stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so this is how you do that in a non-emotional way is like, okay, where would I look for this first? Let me take it there. Let me acknowledge what's in this space, remove something, create the space for it and leave it. And then I'm going to keep on moving through this. Okay. Meanwhile, something is leaving your house, whether it's trash and easy stuff and duh clutter from this space where you took it, or 
the item itself. Cause you get there and you realize there's not anything, not any place for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and then, and then just acknowledging that once you have removed anything that just doesn't need to be there at all, and you're down to, this is the stuff I would look in this space, then you consolidate. That's the first step of, you know, implementing the container concept. And that is non-emotional, right? I mean, it's fun kind of, cause you're like putting all of this type of item together and all of this type of item together and just you're doing that. And that action helps reveal, Oh, I've got 27 of this item. I don't actually need 27. And then you're willing to let go of 14 of them or whatever, you know? And as you do that, then you, you're starting to really make that progress, but you still have never had to reject anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because I I feel like what you're saying with the hoarding thing is you feel like it's a, you have a hard time feeling like you're rejecting and not seeing the value in stuff like your daughter's dishes. You know, you're like, but these things are useful. So we're supposed to keep them. Well, but if you feel like your house is not under control, it's because you have too much stuff and it's not an option to keep everything. So I'm saying, oh, definitely. But for right now, you don't need to worry about that. Now it's just trash because that's the one thing you can do right now today. And that's all you need to worry about. Even if it's for the next two weeks, a month, you just throw away trash. You say, I'm, I'm just doing this. I'm just doing this. And the more you do that, the more you're going to really understand what you're dealing with because you're starting to look at your stuff instead of just kind of trying to ignore it, you know, because, but when you're looking for trash, you see what's there and you'll also see some impact on your house. If you can't do the trash, we'll say, I'm just going to focus for a week on just, if things already have a home, I'm going to go put it in their home, you know, work on that and then work through those steps. So tell me what you like about being uh, a member of our Patreon, a kindred spirit. Whenever you have the, um, the live talks and we can ask questions, mm-hmm. I like to listen to those. I don't really generally ask any questions, but just to hear other people's stories Yeah, and also the Facebook group, seeing what other people are going through and getting ideas. Yeah. It's, it's such a supportive group and they all completely understand. And nobody's like, what, why do you struggle with this? I think everybody's just like, okay, yeah, got it. Here's how I've had those same feelings, those same thoughts. And here's how I've worked out, worked through it. You know, that encouragement is good. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being willing to share with the whole entire world. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) I appreciate it so much. Right. I hope y'all enjoyed that. I hope you were able to take things from it that you can apply in your own home. Don't forget if you would like to join us over in the Kindred Spirits group, that's what we call ourselves, uh, go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.